Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of Little Fish, the School of Marketing. I'm Joel Eschenbach, and as always, glad to have you here. If you've been with us since the beginning, since the first episode, you know that we've covered a ton of ground on this season, and I hope you've learned a lot. I do this all the time, and I've learned a ton from the experts that we've had on, so there's a lot to learn here. Today is going to be no exception. I'm going to interview John Pfeiffer. He's a Google AdWords specialist, and we're going to learn a ton about how you can use Google Ads to grow your business and to get more business to your website and really further assist your marketing plan that you have been putting in place. But maybe you haven't been putting it in place. Maybe you've looked at all this and you're like, I've started, but it's a lot to figure out and to learn. I really could use some help. I'm starting my School of Marketing Masterclass in just a few weeks, and I'd love to have you in the class with me. Let me break it down a little bit. What it's going to be is me and hopefully you and other like just a handful of like-minded business owners, we're going to be working through the marketing plan for your business together. We're going to be writing content, so we're going to write everything that needs to be on your website, your email sales funnel, your lead magnet, and then from there, we're going to come up with a digital marketing plan specifically for your business how to get traffic to your website. What are the next steps you should take? You'll go into the end of this year and the beginning of next with a website that works, a sales funnel in place, and a plan, a digital marketing plan that's gonna work for you. So if you want that, if you want to collaborate with me and other business owners, if you wanna have the accountability of a group, this is a 12-week course. Check out the School of Marketing Masterclass I'm gonna launch in just a few weeks. And one bonus. Everybody that signs up gets free a free year access to Business Made Simple University. Business Made Simple University is an online platform that has a ton of content to help you grow yourself and your business. And it's going to be the baseline for some of the content we've covered in this podcast, but also what we're going to be going through in the masterclass together. So sign up today. I'd love to have you in my group. Uh, go to the littlefishpodcast.com forward slash masterclass, get signed up, and I'll see you hopefully soon in a group and a Zoom meeting together. Let's talk about today. Today I have on, like I said, John Pfeiffer. John has 20 years experience in the advertising and direct marketing space. He's a Google certified ads partner. This guy does Google AdWords and pay-per-click ads all day, every day with his team. And he specifically works with small businesses all over the world. So he knows what he's talking about. We're gonna talk about different ad types that you might use, where to get started, uh, what's the best direction to take And ultimately, like, when's the best time to do it yourself versus hiring somebody? Because it can get complicated pretty fast, even as you saw with our last episode or heard with Alex, even with Facebook ads. So let's jump into my interview with John Pfeiffer about how you can use Google ads to optimize your digital marketing strategy. Hey, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Joel. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. You are a guru in the pay-per-click Google ads space. Uh, and so we're, I'm just dying to hear some of your advice on, on Google ads. So a little bit of background. We have been talking about, first of all, getting your website set up to, to optimize, to sell your products and services. We have talked about email marketing, uh, getting an email sales funnel set up. We have even talked about Facebook ads, but I know um, getting traffic to your website once it's set up is really important. I know a lot of small businesses stop there and they just don't have the traffic coming to their website. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook ads. We talked about that last week on the podcast, the last episode. And I want to start there. Um, if somebody doesn't want to do Facebook ads, or maybe they feel like they need to do Google in addition to Facebook ads, what's the difference and, and what should they do? Sure. Um, great question. So I asked this question of Google actually about 
five, six years ago, my rep, and uh, he told me this. He said, Google is about intent. People go to the search engine with the intent to conduct research and hopefully make a buying decision. Uh, whereas Facebook ads is more about what we call interruption advertising. I'm on my Facebook scrolling through my pictures or my Instagram and looking at my friends, what they did last night or their vacation. And, oh, this ad popped up for a couch. And I like it. Well, what's the intent behind that like? Is it? I like it because I want to go buy it or is it, do I want to like it? Cause I like the color. Mm -hmm. um, so there's very different um, motivations behind it. Whereas Google, again, you conduct research, you type into the search engine and you go through this exhaustive process of you'll start with keywords or search queries as we call them and you'll type it in and you may start to expand upon it and go deeper and deeper, depending on what you're looking for or how quickly you're looking for it. So that's really the, the primary difference at the end of the day. Mm. And so do you, have, do you have a recommendation for people? I, I know every case is different, but do you have a recommendation mm -hmm. on when's a good time to use Google versus Facebook for, for people? Yeah, yeah. So um, with a lot of small businesses, um, one of the biggest challenges is sort of knowing your target audience. Right. Mm -hmm. If you know you are selling um, women's clothing to women 45 and above, let's say, uh, and that's your target demographic, Facebook does a great job of being able to target that audience. Right. You select your geography. Maybe it's your, your city or state or, or, or town that you're in or you, you want to draw a radius around there. Facebook's a great because the audience definitions are Facebook are are, are far superior in my opinion than Google ads. Whereas Google is, people don't know what they're looking for, or maybe they know what they're looking for, say a dentist in their town, right? And so they may not necessarily go to Facebook to find that dentist and look into, and they may ask for recommendations from friends, but, but let's say you're just brand new to town yeah. and you may type in dentist near me. That's where Google kind of comes into play uh, more so than Facebook. Yeah, so in a lot of times it seems like in the service sector, Google seems to be a better choice, it seems to start out versus, like you said, a product where women's clothing. I mean, I know that's not exactly the case, but it seems to yeah. be that way. Yeah, um, shopping uh, plays a factor also. Um, uh, and Facebook's got a good catalog system. Uh, Amazon, obviously, and, and Google shopping ads for, for e-commerce. But lead gen, uh, I, I definitely think uh, Google ads is a, is a strong contender there. Yeah, very cool. Well, I know there's a lot of types of Google ads. So when you mm -hmm. jump into the Google ads, pay-per-click world, um, there, there's a lot of types. And so can you tell us a little bit of the different types of Google ads and, and maybe uh, opportunities to use those, where and when to use those? Sure. Um, so if you're a small business, what I, what I recommend um, is looking at search first, right? And that's where you put in keywords, um, and we'll go back to the dentist example, um, to help people find it. That's where people are, your, your ads are popping in the top three or four positions um, in the search results. And that's, that's known as search advertising. Display advertising is where you're on uh, the Google Display Network, and uh, you can be on different topics and interests as they refer to them, or what we call managed placements, to actually place where you want your ads to go. 
Um, there's also remarketing, which I'm a strong fan of because what that enables is when people come to your website, you want to cookie them. Um, Facebook has also a remarketing capability. And um, you're able to serve up the ads as people travel around the Google Display Network. So um, remarketing is a great use of advertising dollars. And um, the the opportunities are are, are, are really strong because it's a pretty cost way to to reach that audience who's already visited your website. By and large, most people come to your website, they may not be in a position to purchase, but they may be qualified. So they may take a while to come back to the buying decision, as we talked about before, and may take a longer time. So if they keep seeing this ad pop up, they may be like, you know what? Yeah, that 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 dentist. I I got to get that tooth taken care of. I, I better give him a call and set something up. So it's just like sort of constant reminder to them. Um, yeah, it kind of appeals to our procrastination, especially when you talk <laughs> about a dentist. You know, I think that is definitely one of those things where it's like I go to the website. Yeah, I should do this, but I'll do it later. And then that <laughs> ad keeps popping up to remind me. Yeah. Oh God, that tooth, right? Yeah. Um, uh, other channels, uh, YouTube is a, is a great opportunity if you're uh, video intensive. Um, you may be selling a course. Um, so there's a definitive audience um, or, or product or service, as the case may be, for YouTube. Um, if you have an app, if you're selling an app, you have app marketing capabilities, mm-hmm. um, which again, these get starting to get pretty highly specialized here. Right, right. Um, we've got Google Shopping, so the, the search results uh, where you can see if you're if you're selling a particular product. Now, shopping is a much more complex thing where you start to get into Google Merchant data feeds. Google Merchant Centers, and a lot of the getting those ads to show in shopping results is based on the data feed itself. And that becomes a very important thing to have an optimized data feed in there. And then lastly, Google has a bunch of new, what we call smart campaigns. These include discovery, um, local, um, and a few others. And, And it's a lot of the automations and the AI technology behind Google that they've been able to um, really start to simplify for people that don't want to get into the weeds um, in, in all keyword selections and ad copy, et cetera. The, the downside is it's, it's you're sort of giving the, the keys to the kingdom to Google to um, serve up your ads. And are they always working in your best interest? Uh, I, I always question that, right? I get this question. Everybody likes to see results quickly, quick results. Yep. But I get this question, how long is it going to take? When will I start seeing results? Yeah. Well, and I get this question also. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you do. It, it, it's, it's really, you know, um, it, it, people think in days and weeks. Um, we as Google Ads specialists, we, we think in months and years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Google is a learning machine, right? So it's going to learn over time um, how the data is coming in, how people are reacting to the ads, especially if you have conversion tracking set up so that they can understand what's working, what's not working. So they can start showing your ads to more of the people based on their big database that they have of how they're going to be able to you know, serve them up. And so... To, to answer your question, how long are you short on the cam- campaign? It depends. At minimum, I, I would say 
you know, three to six months, right? Because I have a lot of, of clients that come to me like, oh, I tried Google Ads, it didn't work. I'm like, really? And yeah. so we start drilling down further and further and further, and they, they gave it a week or a month maybe, and, and that's not really enough. Um, sometimes it may not be the platform, but it may be the strategy or the keyword selection or how they went about doing it. So, yeah. um, so the, the, that's sort of it in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and I think a lot of people come to tools like Google ads too late in the game. So it's, it's last minute sales are down and I just need quick results. And, and that can be problematic. Not that you won't get results, but it does seem like that happens. And so I'm like, I'm not getting results in a month. So forget it. It's not working. Yeah. And then what else are you going to, what are you going to try next? Facebook yeah. or another channel? So yeah, I mean, there, unfortunately it, it is the, the, the 800 pound gorilla in the room and it's, it is monopoly. Um, whether they, they claim not to be. Right. Um, so it's, it's really something that, you know, you really not need a part of your entire marketing mix. Um, and don't just rely on it. Years ago, it used to be a silver bullet. It's not the case anymore. Hmm. That's a good reminder. What about, okay, so minimum length of time, at least three to six months, you're collecting data. The AI, Google's AI is learning how to optimize your audience and who your, your target is. And that's, I think, an important thing to remember. But what about minimum spend? Uh, everybody, sure. I'm sure you get that question a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, and we do analysis for clients all the time to say, because we ask them, what's, what's your budget? And, and a lot of times they don't know. Right. And we're, we're database marketers, we're statisticians, we, we look at data a lot. And so for us to be able to make improvements to the campaigns, we want to get at least 100 clicks in a month. Okay. So it's going to be really dependent upon the industry. Some industries, you know, the click costs, uh, we'll go back to the dentist, those click costs are in the 10 to $15 range, right? Mm -hmm. So at 100 clicks in a month, that's about 1,000, 1,500 bucks a month. Some people, that may be a lot of money. And they say, you know, John, that's great, but I got 500 bucks a month to spend. I'm like, okay, well, it's just going to take longer, right? So do you want to fail fast or do you want to fail slower? Right, because a lot of times it's a sort of the process of elimination. As your campaigns are running and you're optimizing, adding negative keywords and, and refining your ad copy and your messaging, your targeting, you'll start to say, okay, I don't want people from the next town over because that's not really my target audience. Uh, so you may remove them from the mix or you may find a, a particular um, gender or age group, et cetera, that are keywords that, that are working really well. So again, at $500, I'll only get 50 clicks in a month, let's say, to get enough data versus 100 clicks. So again, it's, it's sort of dependent upon um, your risk tolerance and your, your budget you know, capabilities. Um, in some industries, you know, some industries, you go into personal injury lawyers, you know, the click costs are upwards 50, 100. I saw $350 a click wow. the other day. So, <laughs> you know, so the budget, you know, could be, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 a month in, in those sorts of industries. So it's going to vary. Um, and, and, you know, we, we, we have tools that we can see what the average CPCs are or cost per clicks are based on particular keywords in particular industries. Gotcha. So that the place to shoot for though is the hundred clicks per month. That's what I recommend. Yeah. And, and at a hundred clicks per month, is that because you're getting, you're collecting the data that you need to collect and you're seeing a, a certain percentage of conversions? Is that? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. it, it, and it gets it gives us a decent sample size okay. to work with. Uh, you know, I'd prefer a thousand clicks in a month or yeah. ten thousand. Um, right. The more data you have, the more you can make improvements and optimizations to your campaigns accordingly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. What's the best way to on kind of on piggybacking on that? What's the best way to measure success for the campaigns? Is it yeah. clicks? Is it conversions? And and can you define what that looks like a little bit for us? Yep. And I apologize. I, I, my office is right next to a railroad. So. I love that. Gosh, that's uh, great. Wait, uh, it's funny where, where I live uh, here in Sarasota, Florida, we don't have trains anymore. Like all oh, the wow. train tracks that used to be there, they've turned into running trails. It's weird. Oh, oh that's awesome. Anyway. Okay. Uh, um, so measuring success, there's a lot of different ways to measure it. Uh, and I'm going to talk about lead gen, but you can also apply it to, to shopping. It, first thing I want to look at is kind of figuring out what's the average lifetime value of a new customer, right? Mm. In some industries, that's very hard. In some industries, it's, it, it's fairly straightforward. Um, I'll take the example of chiropractors. Um, I've worked with a number of those in the past and, and I asked them, they said, it's about $1,500 is about the average lifetime value because I'll see somebody maybe on 10 times and it's a uh, hundred, 150 bucks a time. So that yeah. gives us sort of an understanding of, okay, that's, that's our goal, right? It's $1,500. So let's say in that industry also, the average cost per click is $10, right? And uh, if in a given month I spend a thousand dollars to get a hundred clicks, hundred times ten dollars is a thousand dollars. And let's say I get uh, five leads out of that. And out of those five leads, I get two sales. So that math works, right? Because I got two sales, average lifetime value fifteen hundred dollars, be three thousand dollars in revenue. My cost to acquire those was $1,000, right? So if my profit margin is greater than $2,500, then I'm good, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so those are the sorts of um, uh, mathematical uh, equations you want to kind of look at because uh, when I started off in this, in this business many, many years ago, my cost per click were about $5, right? Okay. Today they're fifty dollars, wow. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah. um, uh, but at the time, so I could acquire a new customer at uh, around four hundred fifty, five hundred dollars, and the average lifetime value of that new customer was around twenty two hundred dollars. Mm. So spend five hundred dollars to make twenty two hundred. Simple math. I'll do that every day, all the time. Yeah. At a certain point, that became twenty five hundred dollars to make $2,200, like, whoa, 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 I need mm -hmm. to shift my business model at that juncture. So the, those are sorts of things you need to sort of think through uh, from a lead generation perspective. From yeah. shopping perspective, same math kind of applies is, um, okay, what's the average shopping cart? And are you gonna get repeat purchases from that individual? Uh, again, so those are some of the things that you kind of need to figure out. If you don't know your average lifetime value, I recommend you figure it out. If you can't figure it out because maybe it's, oh, we could get a sale tomorrow. It could be a $100,000, a million dollar deal. Then it's a little bit of challenge. Then it's sort of, okay, we've just got to get a lot of leads coming in. Eventually, we'll find the needle in the haystack that'll close that $100,000, million dollar deal. Hmm. Yeah, so clicks to leads to sales 
and sales really looking at that lifetime value of the client and, exactly. and seeing what your percentage of ad spend is based upon that. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And I could see how that can get out of hand quickly as, as far as spend if you're not keeping track of that. Like you said, as prices continue to go up and you're continuing to spend and not keeping an eye on the difference. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Exactly. Well, how about targeting? So let's talk a little bit about targeting. So we've talked about different types of campaigns, but what we get into targeting and demographics, you can do that, right, with the Google Display Network. You can, yeah. Okay. Uh, personally, I think uh, Facebook is a, is a better suited for demographic and, and psychographic targeting than Google. Yeah. Google okay. has that capability also. So if you're running display and know your audience, again, going back to the women's clothing store, then the you know, demographics and audiences um, uh, come into play. Um, Google search is sort of the recommendation I have for a lot of my small business clients is, is really about the keywords um, because um, that's really how they target best. But then you can start to refine it down to certain demographics and audience over time, right? Okay. But you want to collect lots of data before you do something like that because you want to sort of cast a wide net, see what's coming in, get statistically significant sample sizes. I know that's a big word. Yeah. Going back to your stats days um, <laughs> uh, in college or high school, in this case, maybe if you ever took that class. And so 30 is a, is a, is a statistically significant sample size. It's very, very small. We, we recommend sample sizes of 100,000, 10,000, whatever the case may be. So collecting that data and then understanding, okay, uh, different, you'll be able to look in and see the different topics and interests, the different um, sites that they're, they're clicking on. You may say, you know what? I don't want to be on apps, right? Because I'm selling, going back to women's clothing, I don't want to be selling. I don't want to be on apps because that may be kids or teens or something like that are just clicking it accidentally or even adults yeah. uh, as the case may be. Um, so the, the, the demographic and, and audience targeting um, uh, is, is something to, to dig into and understand over time and then eliminate it if, if they're not working or if it is working, spend more time, money and energy on that particular audience. There's also what we call custom intent audiences okay. um, that Google has. And these are, you know, we're kind of getting into the weeds here a little sure, bit sure. of the Google ads interface where we can start to observe and monitor those custom intent audiences that Google develops. And again, that's based on their big database of information. And then you can start to bid against that also. So, those are some of the granular things that um, come into play uh, as relates to, to demographic and, and audiences. Again, Facebook, yeah. I think it does a better job in the Serena, um, but you know, Google, you know, has their own capabilities also, obviously. Yeah. And I know it is kind of a Pandora's box when it comes, like you're saying with all the details, with all of this, which is why ultimately someone hires someone like you to, to help them with it. But um, you know, with demographics, it's interesting. Well, what you're saying across the board was consistent with the guests we had on the podcast in the last episode about Facebook ads was collecting data. I think that it's a good reminder to me and I think to our audiences, collecting data is worth spending money for. I think as a business owner, that's something that's a little bit of a paradigm shift is it seems weird to pay for data collection, but the information you get from that data is, is amazing. I mean, it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I refer to Google as a, a beta testing proving ground. Hmm. So you could theoretically 
design a brand new sneaker, um, create it in CG, go out and sell it, um, and collect all the orders, and then go manufacture it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can start to, along the way, understand, okay, people like red sneakers versus blue sneakers, right? Or mm-hmm. as the case may be. Um, and, and that data and information is not only valuable to um, your business from a, from a pure Google ad standpoint, but also from a messaging standpoint. Mm-hmm. So the, the message you put in your ads can then also correlate into your uh, print or signage or TV or radio, whatever else you may be doing. So you can test it out there very inexpensively before you invest in a big billboard uh, yeah. on the side of the highway because it's consistent with what people are are responding to in Google. And now you can say, okay, I have data to, to support what I, I'm going to put on the billboard. Yeah, that's good. I didn't think about that in connection with print design. It's a good reminder too. Like smart, it's like smart decisions based on their data-driven decisions. Yeah. Uh, instead yeah. of just guesses. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a, yeah, a good thing to remember. Um, well, John, other recommendations. I know we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything I miss when it comes to Google ad campaigns that you'd recommend to people that, you know, just kind of starting off or, or getting into it a little bit further? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit is, is the idea of patience and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, again, a lot of people may give up too quickly thinking, oh, this doesn't work. Um, whereas what I find over time, again, Google being the learning machine using the AI technology that they have, they're going to start to get better. Your campaign's going to start to get better. Um, and don't throw in the towel too quickly. Um, so to your point of people coming in at the last minute saying, oh my goodness, my sales are down and you do something quick. Yeah, it, it can work, but, uh, don't. Don't give up so quickly uh, would be my recommendation. Yeah. And who'd have thought, like you mentioned, statistics class would have been so important to know, you know, know that knowledge as a business owner later in life, you know, <laughs> understanding yeah. that data and really being able to parse that out. And, and I know that's yeah. just not for some people. I think we were talking before and you mentioned that some CEOs, some business owners really geek out on the numbers and the details and optimization and some people are like, man, this is over my head. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's go two different paths here. For the, the person that really enjoys it and starts to geek out on it, and they, they haven't started at all with Google Ads, what would you recommend the first step for that person to be? A few different steps. One is, you know, consider taking a course um, or doing some deep reading into Google's information. Google provides a lot of free content around it. Uh, they make it sound very, very easy, um, but you really want to read it uh, in depth. And then start playing with it, playing with the, the account and the data and information. Um, set up a small account for yourself. Uh, again, giving you the length of time you, you may have. Um, to be able to understand, okay, what happens if I press this button, right? And this is what we do in our optimizations is we'll press a button and we'll be like, oh, this is what happens. And you kind of see how the data goes up or goes down because uh, you got to let it run, right? So the, yeah. the adage, you make changes, you let the data accumulate, you analyze the change of that data, and then you do it all over again, right? So you'd be, oh, I, I better turn off that button because it didn't work. Right. Let me ch- turn on this button this time. So there's a lot of, lot of buttons to push in there and, and, and 
obviously we've been doing a long, long time. So we know which buttons to push and which ones not to push. Sure. Um, yeah. But, but that's sort of, you know, the, the adage. And uh, as I mentioned before, I've got chief marketing officers, of large corporations and, and CEOs that love doing Google ads. I'm like, have at it. If, if that's a value to you and that's you, you value your time greater than you could to outsource it or hire somebody, then, then that's your call. Yeah, it's got to be something you really like. And to one of your points you just said there, as far as assessing the data, like setting everything up, letting it run, gather the data, how often should you go back and review that? Is that weekly? Is that monthly? Um, it depends. Um, uh, you want to get those statistically significant sample sizes to make determinations with high degrees of confidence. Again, going back to stats class. Mm -hmm. um, because if you say, oh, I've got two clicks or 20 clicks, it's, you're not going to really be able to make something, you know, make a determination of this is working or this is not working. If all of a sudden you've got 200 clicks, well, then you can make a determination of, okay, this worked or this did not work, so I go in this direction. Um, yeah. So how long does it take to accumulate that data um, and what's, what's the cost associated with it? Um, so if I can collect the data in a week or a day, maybe I do it um, uh, daily or weekly. It, again, it depends on the size of the, 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 the campaign budgets. By and large, you know, we're working on, on a fairly regular and consistent basis. Rarely do we look at it on a, on a daily basis on the way of, unless we've got an enormous budget. Yeah. Um, and, and we do have some clients like that, that, you know, we go in daily and, and have to do that. But by and large for small businesses, once you get it up and going, you'll, you'll have what I call a, a, a ramp up period. So the analogy we, we give is once you build your campaign and launch it, it's kind of like an airplane taking off. Sometimes it shoots up like a rocket straight and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to back it off. Sometimes you can't even get the airplane off the ground. So you've got to start to make changes. So you got to get up to this cruising altitude. And when it says that's the cruising altitude, then you can start to back off on how quickly and how often you optimize it. So a lot early in the campaign's life, you'll want to optimize it. Uh, to make sure it gets up to that cruising altitude, um, hitting your daily budgets, getting your search impression share up to where you want it to be. Uh, and then once you hit that that level, then you can sort of back it off and and, and reduce the the numbers and allow the, the data to kind of flow in and, and get some stronger understanding of what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, makes sense. All right. What about our second path? The person who's been listening to this, they find it interesting, but they're like, I want, I want this to work in my business, but I, I don't want to deal with it. Uh, yeah. What What do you recommend there? Well, you know, I'd love to have them, you know, reach out to a company like ourselves and, and, and contact us and have a consultation about, you know, what we can do for their business. You know, I have people come to me for, for insight and, and expertise all the time. Um, and when you have those conversations with those companies, you know, the, you want to hire a professional Google Ads certified professional, uh, premier partners if possible, um, because there's a lot of people that will will tout their skills. Um, uh, not everyone's you know uh, been been able to be successful in this business because um, they may try it as a business, say oh we can sell Google Ads, and over time they realize hey this is this is above you know my capabilities and, and desire skill sets. Yeah, um, it's it's like uh, spoiler alert. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you gotta love it. I mean, yeah. it's like anything else. As I think I mentioned earlier, uh, previously before we got on the call, is is I I hate accounting. 
right? Mm. I know I need to do it for my business to be successful and understand the numbers, but if it's not fun or, you know, it, it costs too much of my time, money and energy, and it's a pain in the neck, then it is hard, then I'm going to outsource it. Um, so if, if you fall in the latter category, outsource it, form, you know, focus on your core competency, what you enjoy and do best in business, and let experts like ourselves, you know, perhaps help you out. Yeah, yeah. And so as a reminder to our audience, John is with PPC for smallbiz.com as his, and PPC as in pay-per-click. PPC for smallbiz.com is his website. And uh, I highly recommend, you know, giving him a call, get a free consultation with them. And, and if you want somebody else to deal with it and not deal with it yourself. Very cool. Well, John, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, I, I think I've learned a lot today. I mean, awesome. I know I know we could dive deeper and deeper and deeper into the whole of yeah. everything Google Ads and PPC. But uh, you've given us a lot to think about. So thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Awesome. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Really helpful information from John Pfeiffer. If you need help with a Google AdWords campaign, he's your guy to call. Check him out at PPC for small biz. That's with a Z dot com. Get on a strategy call with John and his team. And I promise you, it will be very helpful for your business. As far as our season's concerned, we are at the end of season three of the School of Marketing, but we are far from done. If you're a do-it-yourself kind of person and want to continue to implement these things, hopefully you've already subscribed. If not, go to thelittlefishpodcast.com, click subscribe, and make sure that you get my guide or resource for every episode. You can implement each episode, what you've learned, but also that guide will lead you in the right direction to learn more about any given subject we've talk about, talked about. If you need help, if you're more of a done-with-you person, I've already talked about my masterclass. I'd love to have you in that with a group of like-minded business owners. We're going to work through a plan together. Now, I'll warn you, there's going to be some homework. It's going to take some hard work together, but it will be worth it in the end. I promise it's going to be really good. Uh, check that out, the littlefishpodcast.com forward slash masterclass and sign up for that soon. That's starting very, very soon. And then finally, if you just want someone else to implement all this for you, write it, build it, design it, put it out into the world. Uh, check out my agency, notiondesigngroup.com. We're a marketing agency. We do it all. So check us out there. And then again, end of the season, but I'm not done. There's more coming at you with the Little Fish podcast. Uh, we've got another season. Season four will be coming out. So stay tuned. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be about yet, but I know this. It will be something committed to helping you and your business grow. Uh, that's what I'm committed to. That's what Little Fish is all about. So stay tuned. In the meantime, I'm going to be sending more emails and video resources and tips. Thank you for watching season three, the school of marketing. And thank you for watching and listening to the little fish podcast.